0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well known in Cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show.
1: Another one.
2: Best. I'm out. Uh, you know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more
0: I don't care for him. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather
1: is perfect. The field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game.
2: So the power went out at my place at the uh, at the Kremlin. Let's start that over. That didn't come out very smooth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: or should we roll with it now? <laughs> Just roll
1: with it now.
3: <laughs> own it, own it uh, yeah the power.
2: <laughs> yeah the uh, the power went out at my place uh early fourth quarter, and so I did not see the uh the rest of the game, um, as you and I had texted throughout the game, though uh you know, it was good that the huskies were hanging in there and stuff, but it was a very uninspiring game, that was just kind of my thought, very happy to hear that they won. Um, but why don't you just summarize what the fourth quarter was like for you? And then we'll just start We'll, we'll start dissecting the game in general then.
1: Well, I take, I had written down, uh, the fourth quarter I'd written down, uh, worst drive of the season. And that was the, uh, the three and out. It was, um, okay. So it was after that power outage, uh, the Huskies kicked the ball uh, out of bounds, and they um, – let's see. They still forced a uh, – they still forced Oregon State to punt. I believe it was a three and out. I didn't write that part down. Uh, so they forced, them, they forced them to punt, and they get the ball, and they were uh, – let's see. Were they, they were tied at 21 at that point, I believe. And they had the ball at, like, what, the 20, 25-yard line. And they proceeded to go uh, incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. And they weren't even close uh, to being completions. and and punt. And it was a three and out, and it took, like, 30 seconds off the clock. And I had this this football in my hand, and I was – that's about the closest I've ever been to rifling the fucking football through my TV and but my daughter was, but my daughter was sitting next to me and that probably saved the, uh, 70 inch of my, my living room. Dennis Young so, style. Oh God. <laughs> um, and then they, uh, see, they force Oregon state to punt again and then they get the ball. And with that, that four minute, uh, that four-minute drive where they start inside the inside the five-yard line, and I write mm-hmm. and I write down after that drive, best drive of the season, because that literally what that literally was. That literally was um, you know, we have been texting during the game like this team has become not very fun to watch. Uh, right, they become aggravating and uh, frustrating every player has been frustrating but that but that last drive that they had and uh we can go into you know the the team they were playing against but that last drive was uh last drive that was a good
2: defense some,
1: they showed some toughness and some grit so you know that last drive on offense was was pretty fucking awesome. Except I had no faith I had no faith they were going to make
2: the tick. <laughs> you and about five <laughs> other posters on the game thread.
1: It was I I I I just uh, uh I was sitting on my couch and I was like I was like I I really want to lay down and like I want to put my head under a pillow. I I I can't watch it. I I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a Well, this is at like, the Lamb right here. I'm going to have though. a panic attack. <laughs>
2: I mean, you started watching right in the uh, i think the the middle to the latter end of the uh Lambride era, and that's when our special teams were the worst in my lifetime, you know well or at least from nineteen eighty on nineteen
1: uh, uh that's when I started watching really closely well i' well let we just dive into it for just a a brief moment because we were talking about it before the pod started, but my first game was uh first game I ever went to was 98 uh it was
2: UCLA you know, UCLA
1: yeah. at, at Washington uh and that was the first game I ever went to but I always followed them but I lived way out in the I lived way out in the sticks as I had pointed out last last week I, on the pod I lived way out in the sticks we didn't get the we didn't get you know what is now root sports we didn't get prime, uh, you know it was prime sports or whatever northwest or oh, like, yeah. whatever uh, I, I, and your, your I, brother uh, was got, too busy
2: using his app to find uh, Roadkill.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> well he's young, he's younger. He, I, I'm the oldest of the brothers. He's younger than me, so he was daydreaming about, hey, one day there's going to be, there's gonna be a way app. to find Roadkill. Uh,
3: so... <laughs> um, that might be the title yeah,
1: of our so episode, I grew Joey, up...
2: But please continue. <laughs> so,
1: so I grow up. Uh, I I grew up thinking like thinking like, man, you got to be uh, got to be pretty rich to go to a go to a football game. I just thought it, I just thought it cost <laughs> a lot of money. It was it was an hour hour and a half away. It cost a lot of money, and the the reason I went to that game is because for my uh, my sixteenth birthday. Which was, you know, a few months before that game. My, my, uh, div- <laughs> apologies in advance for uh, too much information to family members, but my, my divorced <laughs> single, my divorced single aunt, uh, who is who a mom to to uh, four kids, you know, around my age. Shout out to my cousins. Uh, <laughs> She gave me, she gave me two tickets to that game, and and it made me think like, boy, if she can afford this, how come I've never, I've never even asked to go to a game? I just, I just assumed it cost so much money. I, never once asked to go to a game. So I had to, I, I, I had probably, let's see, well, we had eleven games, you know, growing up in the nineties. Uh, yeah, it was probably. Eight or nine games I never got to watch on TV. I just had to listen to it wow. my, on the radio. I had to listen to it on the radio in my bedroom. So, um,
2: now if you'd grown up with uh, Jen Cohen as the athletic director, there would have been the twenty thousand ticket giveaways. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: you just probably have to register your email address with Go Huskies, and then they'd send them to you. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, now that you mention it, you know how come I I, I never found out about the. Uh, re, you remember when they had blackout games in the NFL? Hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, You know, like King Five or, you know, Cairo would would buy, the three thousand remaining games just so they could, show the game on, uh, yep. on TV. Uh hold well, hold on I got to get my uh, notebook out of uh things my children will never experience. <laughs> <laughs> and that's
2: still going back way back. Yeah. I think they probably stopped doing that by the mid 90s or late 90s at the most, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean
2: Yeah, that well. might have been early 90s.
1: Well, I mean, just think about it. It was 2006 that season when uh, um, 2006 when let's see, the Huskies started off four and one that year before Spambeck got hurt. But the uh, the fourth win was the uh, they went to Arizona and won that game. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, you yeah. talking they about those yeah, oh six, they went down to Arizona, they won that game, it was like I don't know, twenty one to ten or twenty four to seven or something like that. Was that but the
2: standback hail, Mary, at halftime?
1: No, that was the year before. Was it I okay? Think. Oh no, no, maybe maybe it was. No, I can't remember. It, yeah, maybe well, the what I was talking about is you, you only have to go back sixteen years and that game wasn't on T V. It was uh, yeah. Remember they That's had right. to show it. They had to show it I on the Husky to Rondo. Tron. Yeah. 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 I listened to Rondo, but you they could go to you could go to Husky Stadium and watch it on the Husky Tron, but they could only they only showed the uh, the feed of I don't know whatever the Wildcat Tron is down there, whatever they call it. Uh They only had to, they had to show that feed, and I think uh 2000 and god I want to say 2009 there was like the Stanford uh the game at Stanford was on like was on like Fox Sports 2 and it was just in its infancy but you had to pay extra for it it's something weird like that I can't I can't remember what that is I mean you don't have to go back that far and realize how how silly some of that shit was.
3: That because they, they don't the have way, every
1: game. This might
2: rattle your to your core, maybe it won't, but that 2006 game at Arizona, which was the game where Stanback threw the Hail Mary to uh Quentin Daniels uh right before halftime. Okay. Um the Huskies win that game twenty one to ten. But check this out the Huskies with that win improved to four and one on the year. Yeah. I don't, I, I forgot all about that because I know we went five and seven. It was the suddenly senior and, and in the whole fallout. And so we lost six of our last seven that
1: year, but I
2: forgot we started four and one.
1: Uh, Look, if, uh, if Ty willing, if, if Stanback doesn't get hurt and Ty Willingham burns Jake Walker's red shirt, I mean, like, the history of Husky football could be, like, completely different. The only the only good thing he did was not burning Jake Walker's red shirt. <laughs> that was probably the only good thing he ever did.
2: You know, I'm sure he was, like, I'm sure he said something nice to one of the lucky dogs at one point or something. Um, but beyond that, uh, that's probably about the only thing I can think of.
1: Uh, I think you'd have to ask uh woolly dude. Um, whenever he's, whenever he's back from his, uh, I don't know his, his journey, sabbatical. wherever he is, his <laughs> sabbatical, his, uh,
2: People are going to think he's in prison or something.
1: Jack, his Jack, his Jack Kerouac esque, uh, quest on the road, on the road. Yeah. Um, I think his uncle, I think had gone to a, uh, you know, like a golf, one of those golf, uh, golf events, you know, golf outings with, you know, a Husky head coach. And basically no one Everyone who went on that, everyone who went on it was so unimpressed by him that they basically quit doing them after it. It was that bad.
2: Oh my god!
1: I never thought about that.
2: You don't hear about those anymore.
1: No, no, because because whatever one he went to was so epically bad that they basically stopped doing them. There was
2: one, somebody told me about it that he like showed up and they were like waiting for him at the clubhouse to do a meet and greet before they would start playing. And he went straight to the first tee and started playing. I
1: think I, I'm, I'm think that's the same one. Like it was so, it was so bad. So actual stuff. Yes. The response from it was so bad that, uh, They basically quit doing them all together.
2: But, you know, like, uh, I was talking to C.J. Wallace a bit during uh, that two-year period, and he had said, um, and also a couple years after that when I started working on the book, but... um, but he said that he, you know, he got in trouble for whatever it was X Y Z, and he had to do the Breakfast Club, which was like Saturday mornings in the off season at 6 a.m. And that <clears throat> so they'd have to show up and start doing their workouts and everything, uh, and that William would just be standing there swinging a golf club, <laughs> and it just yeah. it was just pissed everybody off. And, and if and if I remember right, CJ said that he was really we're really getting in the weeds here. We need to bring it back to Oregon State, but when CJ the world, said that um, just thinking that. what <laughs> I was just thinking. That. I hope we haven't lost anybody, but um, <laughs> but CJ <laughs> CJ was saying that um, if I remember correctly, he was among some of the black players that were saying that they were excited at first when they heard that Willingham would be coming to Washington, and then right out of the gate. All this stuff starts happening and suddenly they're wearing Notre Dame uniforms and it's like Is this is he here to coach us or is he trying to uh, you know, salvage his self respect from his uh, you know, uh humiliation and, and, and uh, failure at Notre Dame and, and all that. And, um anyways.
1: Back to anyways, okay. Day. Back to the game. All right. a uh, couple little <laughs> couple little <laughs> couple little uh a couple of little random, random things I uh, jotted down. Um, so Oregon State, um, pretty one, pretty one-dimensional. I've got, I, mm-hmm. I've just got, I've got so much beef with the fan base for just. I just felt like people were expecting loss to the fucking beef. The fucking okay. Beef. Well, one di- one-dimensional beave.
2: I and mean, do you, do you, are you are you here to thump beat your chest and say that they were all wrong? Yeah. The Huskies trailed twenty-one to fourteen heading into the fourth quarter.
1: So what? At home. <laughs> they were hey they were the be- they were the better team and they won they won the game that that fucking quarterback. <laughs> If they if Oregon State keeps around that quarterback, he's got uh, he's got no you know no real like scrambling ability. I mean, as as far as he shows, I mean that that's not that's not gonna that's not gonna win in today's college football unless you're you know unless you get the uh, um I don't know unless you have five you know badass receivers and you know, this great offensive line. But, um, yeah, I mean, 87 yards passing, you know, I, I realized the wind was a factor, but, yeah, so fucking what? The wind was a factor for Washington, too, you know? Some of those passes pinnocks threw were caught in the wind. I mean, I'm not blaming the wind on the, on the pick six. That was just a straight-up bozo throw. But, you know, I mean – Oregon, Oregon State zero sacks and only two tackles for loss. You know, I mean it's not like their front it's not like their front four did did anything, you know, anything spectacular. I mean, the Huskies average 4.2 yards per carry for a for a uh, I mean, I, I I would almost it's not it's not quite air raid, but, you know, it's pretty damn close to air raid offense. I mean.
2: Well, I mean, they gave the ball to Cameron Davis 11 times and Talapapa eight times. So that's trending in the right direction. So.
1: Yes. And, and Cam Davis, he's still, (coughs) God, there's, there's still time. I know. You know, you want to, you want to pull your hair out at him, but it's, I mean, it's just much, it's more comforting watching him run the football than Wayne Talapapa.
2: Or reassuring, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agreed. Uh, but it's just like those, uh, this is going way back to like when I was seven years old, but I'm sure you know of them, but there would be those football things where you'd put the little figures on the on the board and then you would hit the switch and the board would vibrate and the players would move around.
3: You're, oh, you're yeah, aware I used of that? To have
1: a, yeah, I used to have one, electric football. It,
2: <laughs>
3: it yeah, okay.
1: Louder, it was like louder than a vacuum. <laughs> right Uh,
2: but I mean that's Cam Davis sometimes he's got a place where he can run but then he turns and just vibrates and runs right (laughs) into the defender and then runs up against him and it's like what are you doing so
3: yeah
2: (laughs) um, but if you could just, just fix his vision problems he's got everything else runs hard He's got he's got quickness and he's fast. So,
1: yeah. By the way, doesn't and, it
2: seem like Jack Coletto's been at Oregon State for about nine years now?
1: Yeah, I God, I think I think I might have texted you or or my friend, or maybe I texted both of you. Not about me. The, you didn't text to me about Coletto, the, No. The the, the, the ball gurg, the ball gurgling of a reserved linebacker slash fullback is so nauseating. I mean the whole game. He doesn't he doesn't make he's got like one tackle in the game and it was like a special team tackle. He doesn't he doesn't start both ways. He has zero tackles in the game. He's not he's not on the defensive stat sheet. And he had uh he had one catch for six yards and two carries for two yards.
2: Yep. They just seem like he's been. Seems like he's (laughs) been. (laughs) You you talk about the announcers.
1: Yes, every game he plays in. I God, I had I had. uh, I just thought, uh, yeah. uh, You think you think Miles Jack thinks Jack Coletto's you know anywhere in his league. How about, how about Shaq? That's it. How about Shaq Thompson? Shaq, <laughs> what do you think of uh, Jack Coletto? Is, he, is he in your league? Or uh, hey, I'll, here I'll pull one out for you guys. Uh, remember Owen Maricic? He played. No. Uh, yeah, he played fullback, linebacker, fullback, and linebacker for uh, Stanford during the Harbaugh years. And I think he's like. I think he's like the only player to score uh score a touchdown on back to back plays um offense and defense or something like that. It's like he 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 recovers uh I can't remember how he did it he uh he scores a one yard touchdown rushing touchdown, and then uh, they kick the ball and it's a touchback and then they throw a pick six to him the next play. Somebody would have to look it up. It's probably like 2009, 2010. I mean, he was, a, he was like a first-team all-pack 12 on two different positions or something.
2: I vaguely remember the, a player like that for Stanford during that time, but I don't, the name doesn't ring familiar at all. Uh, Colorado just went up 13 nothing over Oregon, so that's interesting.
1: Yeah. 13 nothing. God, I'm, I'm, watching joking, I'm, less, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the Cougar. I'm watching the Cougar game. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so, uh yeah, one when thing when we when we're done, when we're
2: done, I'm, I'm going to tune into Tennessee Georgia, so
1: Right, yeah, definitely. One thing Wooly Doog was complaining about, he's he's like, is it me or does we're gonna have a buy or play Colorado right before they play Washington every year.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's but right up there with like it's a very good point. It's just like my conspiracy theory about how you know for years and years uh, USC's uh, when we played eleven regular season games every other year USC would be mid November at Husky Stadium, and then all of a sudden when the losses started piling up. Next thing you know the huskies are opening the season with u s c so that that changed,
1: yeah almost I, with
2: that exception then
1: i don't know I don't know why it's so difficult um you know basically every fan- all twelve fan bases have the same same exact complaints you know it's the uh the back to back road games you know. Everybody complains about those. Mm-hmm. Why is it, you know, why? <laughs> and, it's, and it's only our conference. I I uh, used to look it up. I didn't, I haven't done it. You know, I haven't done my research this year. You'd go look at every conference schedules. They'd never be like, none of them are like that. And, they and you know, none of them are like, you know, a bi-week, uh, you know, a bi-week, For one team, you know that's that's going into a you know a game at home and then a bye week and then a home game and then the team coming mm-hmm. in has the team coming in is on the second game of back to back you know road games. Mm-hmm. We're the only conference that does that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: well, I don't know if that's literally true, but I know it fe- seems that way.
1: Well, I I used to go look at this because I was you know obsessed with you know, annoying, you know, disadvantages. And, and I was like, you know, why, why, why isn't this conference getting, you know, why why isn't this conference getting, you know, to playoffs or BCS title games, you know, that that's not USC. And it was because shit like it was because of shit like that, you know, and, and, you know, the national media would say, would say, well, you know, the, uh, uh the, the, you know the SEC and the Big 10 they they take care of their you know their top teams and no no they don't they just have the schedules to where you know every team you know the the cream will rise to the top they're not screwing over their you know every team
2: well one, another thing i find uh, annoying and then we'll try to bring it back to oregon state as we head down the stretch of this podcast um <laughs> Does, doesn't it seem like Washington's the only team in America that it's like it's it's almost like it's illegal for us to have a kickoff return more than thirty two yards?
1: Oh, I mean, when was the last? Uh, I think when was the last, last time we returned return? one to
2: the other to the forty yard line of the opponent or something? I don't. I can't even uh, tell you.
1: I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe Ahmed might have done it. But uh, Weird. I know the. <laughs> You're I, going I, back. I, I want to say, I want to say the last kickoff return for touchdown I even remember was uh, John Ross to open the season, uh, 2016 against Rutgers. Right.
2: I was actually at that game. Uh, yes. So did uh, as was I. <laughs> did. <laughs> Uh, I know, but in recent years, I, I haven't been there all, all that much. So, uh,
1: did Dante Pettis yeah. have one? At one point, well, I think he was just primarily a punt returner. But
2: it seems like there was somebody else besides John Ross that returned one, but maybe not.
1: Um... Yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't remember.
2: But in any event. Oh, by the way, in real life, Colorado drove down to the Oregon twelve. I'm looking at the uh, game tracker, and I don't know what happened, but suddenly Oregon has the ball back, and Colorado didn't score. But it doesn't matter because they're not going to win that game anyway. So, um, but I don't know. I was just thinking last night. It's like you know, we actually had a return where we broke a tackle, but we still only got to like the 31 yard line, and it's like it's almost like there's a rule that we're not allowed to return one to the 40 or something. So, um, yeah. Now, to the coaches' credit, uh, uh, two three weeks ago they started putting like McMillan back to return punts, and um, and then they had uh, who was who was, was it was Cam Davis that was returning kickoffs yesterday.
1: Yeah, and they, they even had O'Dunsey was returning was back there to return punts too yesterday.
2: So obviously the coaches are, you know, to their credit, they're they're seeing what we're seeing and 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 not just accepting the status quo, but still trying to tinker. So. Yeah. So that that part's good. Now, if you were a listener to our podcast right now, because we haven't really talked about Oregon State, I don't know how much there is to really talk about other than I, because I don't want to sit here and go, oh, what an uninspiring game. Because we did win, and we are seven and two. Um, but I guess just in summation, what are your what are your from from the view from twenty thousand feet looking down? What are your thoughts on the Oregon State game? And we're seven and two. What's going through uh, uh, Joey's noggin right now?
1: <laughs> well, I I had some Well, I wasn't trying to be I funny. Some, <laughs> I, I had some really uh I mean, I just had some some major I was like I was hot yesterday cuz it was you know, you listen to the local sports media and and they it was just non-stop uh talking about this, you know, this rainstorm and this windstorm and and it was almost like they were they were begging people not to go to the game. Like, we all know it's not going to be good weather. We get it. But you don't have to keep, you know, you don't have to keep pumping it into everybody like, hey, you're going to be miserable at this game. You probably don't want to go. Like, you know, just... I I don't even think that was on their
2: mind. I think it was more just where, where... the media is addicted to just hyping everything up.
1: I, yeah, I'm talking about like you're basically telling fans, you know, like you know, you're, you're they they can start second guessing why why they would want to go to the game, you know. And it's like you, you live in Washington; it's windy and rainy. You know, big fucking deal. At my
2: dad's at my dad's seventieth birthday party, I took the microphone and addressed the crowd of about seventy people. And I told the story of November 1981 when I was 10. And uh, there was 60-mile-an-hour winds overnight and, and, and into the next day when USC was coming to town. And the kickoff was either at 1230 or 1 p.m. And my dad knocked on the door, at my bedroom door, at 7 a.m. and told me to start getting ready. <laughs> and it... It literally it took us over an hour to cross the 520 floating bridge because of the waves coming <laughs> over the side. My oh, dad wow. was literally driving he's like white knuckling the steering wheel and and uh and I remember the the I'm uh, to anybody listening to this that didn't go through that. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. The waves are crashing over the side of the bridge and falling onto the car and I remember thinking, "Wow, it's like we're in a submarine." And and my dad's just like white knuckle in the steering wheel and peering forward and going one mile an hour or whatever, <laughs> but by God, we got to the game, <laughs> and uh, those stands were pretty full, and it was stormy the whole game, and the huskies won, but um, I think now you know a lot of people would stay home,
3: yeah, I mean it, it it's just maybe uh,
2: not I don't know Seahawk fans wouldn't sorry to interrupt, but
1: well i. I just I I started to think of like all the miserable games I've been to weather wise and um, uh, 2013 they were see the Huskies were playing Arizona at home they uh, I think they beat them by a couple touchdowns but it, it was raining sideways that game and and I'm pretty sure the the stadium was about ninety percent full of a miserable. You know, raining sideways game. The players were, at one point, it was raining so hard, they just started jumping up in the air and waving their hands up like they were having a good time. Mm. You know, and I I just, uh, man, I don't know what... uh,
2: ASU, wasn't there one around uh, 2015-ish or something? Not 15. Yeah. 14 or 16? Troy Williams whenever he started 16 yeah, or
1: 17
2: 2014 yeah, Tyler
1: Miles couldn't play the uh they had to do the wild quest and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah I remember that I remember that game yeah but the uh the that Arizona game wasn't a that was literal another thing going back to uh you know you don't have to go that far back to find you know find out find these like little weird weird things we had to we had to put we had to put up with only it's now it's these seven thirty starts or you know are more than yeah an, very true. more than an anomaly so like we we would have like one seven thirty start. A year one, really late game, and it was kind of a novelty, and it was fun. So that Arizona game that was raining sideways, I think that was like a noon kickoff or a two o'clock or three o'clock kickoff, because mm-hmm. it was during the daytime when when it was raining that hard. You know, and and the uh, the Oregon State game of 2010 when it went into double overtime and. Riley went for two. You know, that was a that was a seven seven thirty start. And that stayed a was minute, what full, year and it was loud. Two thousand ten What year? Two thousand
2: Because it went into overtime in ninety eight, didn't it? Or was that they had the Nigel Burton knock the ball away and Jonathan Smith was the quarterback. I'm confusing those games though. Huskies won that thirty five thirty four and they knocked away the two point conversion.
1: So I'm sorry, yeah. To well uh, well I'm no, wrong. So. yeah, they did it again. They did it again and uh, and it was just a bad throw. Um yeah, I think the tight end he threw it behind the tight end and he dropped it and Huskies won the game. That was two thousand ten. They went for two, but that place that place was full. It was loud. Uh, great game. I think the Huskies took a twenty one to nothing lead to start the game and then naturally let him right back, <laughs> let him right back into the game. Um, <laughs> I think it was like 28 to seven at one 28 to 14 or something at, you know, in the, in the third quarter and, and the Oregon state came back and tied it, or I can't remember how the sequence went, but you know, that was a, that was a fun game. It was a seven thirty 30 start. It, the stadium was full. It was loud. Uh, my wife was getting into a fight with like four beaver fans in front of us.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, you told me that story before, yeah,
1: <laughs> oh no, this is the other yeah that yeah, that was uh they were they were sitting all over Jake Walker, and she just finally had enough and was, was just just started threatening four guys, <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, sweetheart, um, who do you think's gonna fight these guys? <laughs> not you <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: apparently, so. apparently apparently JTT had a monster game today if I I just saw a headline but I didn't see any details
1: yeah I don't fucking care fuck that guy well well,
2: okay he's playing at Ohio State though for the like, number two ranked team in the nation and he should be here um. Yeah. Nothing I can do about it, but uh,
1: there's nothing we can do about it.
2: So it just seems like we're kind of. Is. I don't want to say we're everybody's bitch because that sounds kind of uh, ridiculous, but it's just like I don't know. It's just like come and take whatever. It's like it's like uh, I don't know. We got the fox, uh, the the chicken house. I mean, and we just opened up the cage door and. Come in and take whatever you want, or whatever you know I don't know bad analogy, but but um, well, you ready to take some questions as we round up here?
1: yeah, here I was gonna pull up something um really quick that I looked up uh let's see, I was looking up the uh um, the football um football recruits for the state. And I don't know if you've uh I don't know if you've looked at um you know like the state the, the top players in the state and where mm, they're no. like where the like where they're going to college. I mean it's
2: do it's you mean really
1: in recent years or do you mean oh
2: you mean in recent years, um, right?
1: So I'm talking about this signing day. 2020. Oh, no I
2: have not. Nope, I haven't
1: uh, you have to go all the way down to the ninth player in the state to find a UW commit.
2: You know? Oh my God! Yeah, how did we so, get to I this mean,
1: place? It's, it's yeah, I don't I don't follow it like I used to, uh, but but every once in a while I'll, I'll look at these little things like you know Caleb Presley, Rainer Beach, number one player in the state, Oregon. Uh, Josiah Wagner, you know, cornerback Spanaway, Oklahoma. Jaden Lamar, running back Lake Stevens, Notre Dame. Jabari Johnson, quarterback Lincoln, Missouri. Uh, who's this? Heath, Heath Zeta, Mount Psy, Oklahoma. Uh, Micah Benuelos, USC, you know, interior offensive lineman Kennedy. Uh, Isaiah Carlson, linebacker from Ferndale, not committed yet. I mean, then then you have to go. Cade Eldridge, Linden, USC, Landon Hatchett, you know, offensive lineman going to Washington. That's where you get you get down to the ninth ranked guy.
2: That's just sad. I mean, wait, this can't continue, obviously.
1: No, the, the huh. you know, and then they they get the the number eleventh prospect, but. 10, 12 and 13 are going to Oregon State. Oh my god.
2: It's yeah, it
1: it's it's really <laughs> I mean, it's really alarming right now. So uh we
2: we did I mean, not obviously Colorado. uh create good inroads with the high school coaches or something. Something's wrong.
1: Something yeah, something's, it, it geez. I mean when you know we're obviously we're we're over exaggerating when we when we say well i mean, we think we're over exaggerating when and we're kind of kidding around when we say Jimmy Lake could have turned into willingham two but I mean right there tells you a lot that oh I mean he might probably burn burn bridges
2: I mean, he may not have been like the brutish nightmare that that Willingham was, but just in terms of recruiting and performance um, results, uh, you know, sure would have been just as bad as Willingham or, or Gilby's second year. Or, uh but anyway, well, let's. let's, let's uh,
1: so this Isaiah Carlson, it, this Isaiah Carlson from Ferndale. Obviously, I'm I, I'm biased because you know I'm a Northwest League, you know, alumni player or whatever. But uh, I mean, he's got an offer from. He's the number eighth ranked player in the or no, maybe he's number seventh, seventh ranked player in the state. He's got an offer from Arizona, Cal, Montana, Nevada, Oregon State, and Washington State, and doesn't have a roster from you know from Washington. Um, you know, he's listed as an athlete. So what, what would be the reason to not offer that kid? I, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing they, you know, maybe they, they just don't want, you know, they're, they're passing on him from, his I, I don't know. I mean, what, what would be the reason you do, you don't, you don't offer this kid? I don't know. I just feel
2: a lot better if we could get a you know a, uh, a commit from a four-star cornerback somewhere in America and uh,
1: a four-star <laughs> running back
2: and uh, and well. add them to the three stars that everybody was having an orgasm over you know earlier. Um, well,
3: we're
1: we're gonna so, be we're gonna be shopping in the uh, in the NCAA um, goodwill transfer portal. This year for <laughs> line, linebackers and corners again, probably a running back again.
2: Well, we we need to, we need to upgrade from Talapapa and that kind of thing, and, you know. So, but let's let's answer some questions here and then call it a day. Um, we will we'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll address the knowledge at the end here. Uh, Law dog one says, "Can someone make a highlight reel of Perryman and basically our entire secondary to send to the coaches?" Uh, <laughs> okay, well, all right, man. Uh, sources follows sources follows that up by responding to Law dog one and says, and I quote, "You can make a highlight reel of our defense trying to get lined up correctly prior to the snap. They always seem lost." Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, that was embarrassing. Remember when they called the timeout uh they were all bungled and wandering around and couldn't figure out what to do on that one when a receiver goes in motion. They just looked completely yep. lost. Holy cow. What they, was that all about? Jesus.
2: Swisher sweet boy says who was involved in the fight after the game but that again the power went out for me in the fourth quarter so I didn't see the end of the game but
1: did, uh, did you see the fight at all yeah, or the scuffling I, wa- I watched it it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't as big of a deal as I think people wanted it to be it wasn't like there was like a bunch of punches thrown or helmets swinging and you know look
2: Atmospheric River and Giant Riot did fight with the players. Okay? Those are our talking points. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: hey, hey, Dom Hampton, two tackles, everybody.
2: So,
1: Dom Hampton
2: i know i was i was really high on him at the the beginning of the year but the
1: the the most the most grateful player to have jordan perryman on the team
2: dom amping (laughs) the thing is he looked so physical last year i was thinking with some good coaching he could start showing some flashes and we could start getting some physical presence on the defense again and Hasn't quite worked out that way.
1: I mean, it's why you don't get, it's why you don't get teased, you know, on, on just, uh, physical appearance, you know, because there was, uh, videos of the spring camp, you know, with, with Perryman and, and Dom Hampton doing drills and it was like, holy shit, you know, those guys look like beasts, um, I think it was like fall fall camp of of the Seahawks. You know, a few years ago, they had uh, they had Jadavion Clowney and I can't remember the other the other big big tall guy they had they got from they got from Detroit or and you know, they signed him one for one year. But you know, you watch those guys running the hoop at at like fall camp drills, and you're like, oh god, that's yeah. going to be our starting defensive ends, and you know they. Proceeded to do nothing in the regular season. So. Well, I remember
2: 1998, and we got a, the Huskies got a guy that had uh, served prison time in Walla Walla, and um, I'm forgetting his name. It was a Samoan name, and he was a defensive tackle. And my dad was like gleeful, and he said, uh, "He's been in prison, but they say he could bench press a house." <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so my
2: <laughs> my dad thought it was gonna be f2.0 you
1: know <laughs> wasn't it like uh
2: and he was pedestrian he was okay
1: i i remember who you're talking about because he played at uh he played at Wall walla community college i think yeah yeah i remember who you're talking about um had a really, really long last name. I, I can't remember it, but yeah, I know. I remember who you're talking about.
2: And um let's see here. It looks like Tennessee is third and six on their own five. Okay, but they're trailing Georgia seven to three. Interesting. Um okay, and then uh and then we'll conclude here with uh the knowledge. And the knowledge, of course, um stacks cans as well as a multitude of other very important duties at his grocery outlet. Um, He gets very sensitive. If I just say he's a can stacker and there's nothing wrong with stacking cans. So, Um, but he also says that if the Huskies lose or play a bad game, that stacking cans then has no meaning. So Uh, where he wants to know, where do you guys like to buy your groceries? uh do you do you find you buy more when basking in the glow of a big win by the huskies uh there's a couple more questions he has here, but let's uh uh you know where do I buy my groceries uh, Safeway or hagen in woodenville uh, do I buy more when basking in the glow of a big win
1: i i get I, what I can't he's say that I do <laughs> I kinda understand what he's saying you... You get a big win. You go out in public. You're, you know, you're, you're jovial, and I don't know. You could, uh, I, I suppose, you can end up buying more more things because you're happy or something. So, I I, I get what he's. I kind of get what he's saying. You're so Daddy. Can I have Safeway. this kung fu thing with the GI Joe with the
2: kung fu grip? And you go throw it in the cart.
1: Yep. Go Pretty buddy. much.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's a great day. Great day to be a <laughs> husband.
1: Uh I go to I go to Safeway, Fred Meyer and Costco. Uh let's see. We're answering this question. <laughs> uh so so um <laughs> dirty little secret if um so if the machine asks, you know when you do self-checkout and no you, it says, Don't incriminate me. Uh, you do, it says how many bags how many bags do you wish to buy? I, I put zero. And then I just put them Gentlemen. in the bag and take it anyways. Because I wish to buy zero of them. So.
2: The prosecution would like to bring forth exhibit A of the evidence. The November fifth podcast. <laughs> Please play the uh clip for the jury. <laughs> well, well, Washington as, versus uh, Joey Dangerously.
1: Well, as as long as people are stealing handfuls of shit and walking out of the store, I I can take a uh I can take an eight cent bag. So, Welcome. I
2: saw a, a young guy around 20 years old or so and he walked right past me recently and he was carrying this overstuffed uh hand um handcart is that what you call it? Um, not a cart, but a basket. And then he went yeah. right by the Starbucks thing, and he grabbed a full thing of coffee and threw it on top, and then rushed right out the door. And, and nobody batted an eye. Nobody went after him. Nothing. He probably had a hundred dollars worth of stuff in there at least. But
1: yeah, my wife saw saw a guy doing it at TJ Maxx like a couple months ago. He just she was, you know, in the men's section or maybe it was like close to the men's section or something uh, in the, in like the boys section. Um, And she just watches this guy uh, go to where the jerseys are, you know, like the Seahawk jerseys. And Mm -hmm. uh, he just like takes his hands and he squeezes them together. So there's probably like 10 to 12 jerseys. He just grabs them off the rack and then just walks out the door. And she wow. goes to like, yeah, she goes to a store associate. And she's like, Do "You guys still like go after thieves?" And and the bells, the alarms are ringing off or whatever. And they were like, they were like, "Well, yeah, we, you know, if they're pointed out to us, she's like, that guy just walked out with like ten or twelve, you know, Seahawk jerseys." And they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay, we, uh, we've got to go to the to the video or like." you know, whatever and, and it was just it's just like it's just really how how uh how it's become, you know, that you're you're everybody's kind of immune to it, you know, it just you've got the alarms going off and nobody seems to I don't know. Nobody seems to really notice. It just is what it is.
2: Well, a conversation for another time, perhaps. But we uh, we need to get back to law and order. But <laughs> that's just my little thing for the day. <laughs> you can't have a society like this. We're trying I'm, to have uh, a society here, George. <laughs> <laughs> We're living in
3: a society. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, any every, every, uh, every time, I'm sorry, go. Every, day, every time, every uh, my wife and I would call, you know, we call something into a restaurant to go pick up, and we hang up, and we go. It'd be about ten, fifteen minutes.
3: <laughs>
1: ten, fifteen minutes. <laughs>
3: Seinfeld, party <body of> Three. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, man. Well, uh,
2: do you, do you know if Wooly is gonna be back from his <clears throat> sabbatical uh, by next weekend? Uh,
1: yes. I think. Yeah, I think he. I think he. Uh, I think he should be back around today or tomorrow. So.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I know he's got at least one post in store that he's gonna uh, give people an interesting update. So. Yeah. It's what we call a tease in the business. So, so, all right, man. Well, we got Oregon next week. Are we even going to bother to podcast? <laughs> that might be a good time well, for I... Lizzy talk.
1: Yeah, we could do that. I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be at the game. I'm. I'm oh, that's right. I'm going to I'm going to Eugene. I'm I'm bringing a big fucking cowboy hat, and I'm going to be the most obnoxious person in Eugene, Oregon next Saturday. So, look forward to that.
2: You'll be potting from the uh, Eugene uh, jail. That'd be kind of cool. They'd only give you fifteen minutes, but (laughs) but you get your one phone call, and it would be to (laughs) to do the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. All right, see you, man.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is... which is a shit show of politics and strange nudes. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level, level of cyber. Peyote. Peyote, come join Swain's Wigwam. <laughs> I'm gonna have to read this over.
2: Swain's Wigwam, yeah.
0: Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information. All for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> <laughs> After will have to that one, but...